Atlas Road in honor of Bishop Jackson. You will always be a friend. Thank you so much. There's a word from the Lord in this time of harvest. The series is entitled A Time of Harvest. This is the second message in this series. The text this morning is found in the 13th chapter of the gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthew's verses 3 to verse 9 and certainly to all of our visitors that come, first time visitors, thank you. The wonderful family from Virginia that's visiting us, thank you guys so much and others that are here, thank God so very much for you. Hear the reading of God's word, the gospel according to St. Matthew's. Allow us to read the text in its entirety, verses 3 to verse 9, printed for you on the screens that are above. Verse 3, then Jesus spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds. As he sowed his seed, some fell by the wayside. Somebody help me say wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places. Somebody say stony places. Where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up. But because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root. Thank you, Jesus. They withered away. Verse 7. And some fell among thorns. Somebody say thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. Verse number 8. But others. <laughs> but others. Fell on somebody shout good ground. And yield a crop. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And those who love God's word said amen. Here's the subject for today's message. Look at someone standing next to you and say to them, Why there is no harvest. That's what we want to talk about, why there is no harvest. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In this year in which we have deemed it to be here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, a time of harvest, the last couple of weeks we have been preaching and teaching about the process and how we as people of faith should trust the process if we expect to get a harvest. And so now, in this second message of this series, we want to continue to look at and discuss the blessing of the harvest. But our assignment today is a little different. Said to the congregation, this morning at 8, I am glad that you have 
gotten your shout on. This is a message that God has said to me that I want you to take your time and share it in a way that they will understand. Our assignment today is to examine perhaps why there are so many people, some among us every day, that are not reaping the harvest in their lives that they so desire or that they expect. Why is it that some people can come reap that harvest and others in the same environment seem to not to be able to produce a bountiful and a blessed harvest in their lives. Unfortunately, God said to me as I prepared this message that there are those who seem to have very little to show from their, quote, walk with the Lord, unquote. They go to church. They know the songs of the church. They can even quote a scripture or two, particularly the familiar ones, God so loved the world, and, and, and the Lord is my shepherd. And they, 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 they sometimes even are involved with activities, but there seem to be little productivity. There doesn't seem to be much evidence of any kind of spiritual maturity. I'm preaching now. Or any kind of personal spiritual growth. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. These are the same people who year after year, month after month, week after week, seem to struggle with the same issues, seem to be battling the same demons over and over and over again. Sooner or later, you ought to have some kind of victory. Different year, same old nasty attitude. Different years, same struggles, same prayer requests. The ironic thing about being a minister is that you hear private and public requests from people. And some of them are the same thing. I, I shared this story, Mother, and to you and Mother Gloria and Mother Janie Mae Harmon, those of you who've been around a long time, you remember Bishop Hurricane Randolph Jackson from Inman, South Carolina. My dad's dear friend, my mom, dad, dear friend, we used to have revivals every February. Those were the days in which we were really saved because we had five night revivals starting on Monday night. Don't y'all look at me funny. I have to talk y'all up to come to church on Tuesdays. But folk would show up, Deacon Clarence, every night. Five straight nights, including even starting on Sunday night. Six nights. And if Bishop Jackson feels led, he'll get up on Friday and say, God says carry this for another week. 
If I say that, I'll be looking for another church. I'll be a full-time politician. <laughs> but, but I remember this. I was a young boy, and it was so funny. Bishop Jackson, Elder Lawson, you remember this, would have a prayer line. He would make folk get up, tell him in the ear what you're praying for every night. We had this brother in the church. Monday night, he whispered in Bishop Jackson's ear. Bishop laid his hand on him. Tuesday night, whispered in his ear. Hurricane Jackson just prayed, anointed him. If you know anything about Hurricane Jackson, right, Sister Jan? He will lay you out. Prayed for him. Wednesday night, same thing. Thursday night, same thing. Friday night, same brother got in the line, whispered in the ear. A bishop hurricane jack. He said, wait a minute, stop church. Hold up. Stop the music. He said, man, I prayed for you every night for the same thing. He said, sooner or later, you ought to be not going through but coming out. I thought about that. It seems like some of us are, quote, going through forever. We are struggling with the same thing over and over again forever. We are, some, of, some of us are going through stuff we've been going through since 2000. 2005. Pastor, pray for my flesh. My flesh is a mess. <laughs> Ten years ago, I prayed for your flesh. I'm serious. It's a sooner or later, there ought to be some spiritual growth in your life where you can stand up to the demons in your life and say, by the blood of Jesus, I command you to get under my feet. Ought to be some spiritual growth. But if there is no growth in your life, then one must conclude that perhaps something has gone wrong with the process that leads to a successful harvest. If you're still struggling with the same issues, you need to ask the Lord, says, I've got to re-examine myself. Said to the church this morning, this is an introspective self-examination message. This is not for you to judge anybody, but you've got to look at yourself and say, Lord, what is it in my life that perhaps prevented me from getting to the next level? Why haven't I seen spiritual success that I so desire? Listen, my brothers and sisters, if there is a farmer that never harvests a successful crop, that farmer within, in all likelihood, in an intense way, examine what could have caused such a tragedy with his farm. Why is it that there is no crop? I don't know any good farmer would take that line down. They would look at whatever they need to look at and do whatever they need to do they say, what happened that I have nothing to harvest? And in all likelihood, that self-examination starts with the seed. Am I right about it? Because the whole process begins with the seed.
God has said to me, let us do what any good farmer will do. Let us look at our life. Let us self-examine our own situation and begin to ask ourselves some serious questions. Lord, what went wrong? What do I need to do differently? What happened in the process that has prevented me from reaping what I know you desire for me in my life? Can we do that? Can we look at this? With that in mind, God has invited us to look at this text, this wonderful text that is in the form of a parable that is found in the 13th chapter of the gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthews. Jesus shares this parable concerning what he says, the hearing of God's word, which Jesus refers to in the parable as the seed. Somebody say the seed. Seed. He says the seed is the word. It is the hearing of God's word. Then he talks about something that is very significant to the understanding of this text. He says we've got to understand the ground. Because if the seed is all right, then you've got to look at the ground. Seed is the word. And I know there are a whole lot of folk that want to find scapegoats in their life to why they have no spiritual development. Well, the preacher needs to preach a little better. Pastor Jackson needs to preach a little harder. Maybe they, they said something wrong with the word. That's an excuse. Because the fact of the matter is the word, however it comes out, Whoever it comes out of, whoever God chooses to use, is still the word. I can get something from everywhere. One thing I love about my mother, we call her the most positive, optimistic person I've ever seen. I have never, I, we, we know that when we don't go to a service and want to know how the preacher was, don't ask mom. Because she always said, oh, the word was good. And, and my sister, who sometimes a brother goes with her, they look at me and say, ugh. I said, my mom said, the word is always good. She said, I, I, I don't care if they don't do anything but read a scripture. The word is always good. So look at somebody and say, it's not the word's fault. So let us begin with the premise that the word is good. I don't care who's preaching or teaching. Though you know we, we've got preacher mentalities and we got certain personalities that we like. And if they're a big name and highly recognizable, we like, we got folk who still call the church sometime on Tuesday night and say, is Pastor Jackson in town? Like I can save you. Because it really doesn't matter who graces this pulpit. As long as the word comes out, you ought to clap and give God a praise for the word. Because the word is always good. So Jesus says the word is the seed. And he says, let us then examine the ground. <laughs> Ooh, I need to take my time and preach this. Look at somebody, help me and say, if it's not the seed, it has to be the ground. Ooh. And so in this wonderful parable, Jesus talks about four different types of ground, three of them in which he says uh, will, will cause us not to produce a blessed 
and a bountiful harvest. Let us examine each one and then ask God to speak to us. First of all, he said the sower went out to sow the seed. First ground that fell on some, the King James says, fell by the wayside. The New Living Translation says fell by the footpath. In other words, some seed fell on hard ground. Some seed fell on the sidewalk. It fell on a ground that was not conducive to nurturing and growing a harvest. A hard ground, an unplowed field. Whew, I'm preaching now. You hear the word, but your heart isn't right to receive the word. Your heart, you're still mad at what somebody did to you on Friday on the job. And, you, and you, you're still mad because somebody sat in your, quote, seat at church. And you're still mad because nobody called your name when you were sick and you came back to church and you recognize everybody but me. So, so the enemy uses you to make your heart hurt and make your heart hard. And here you are in the right atmosphere note the next but the wrong attitude some of us can be in the right atmosphere but if we have the wrong attitude we will never get blessed so being in church is not enough your heart has to be right ah the old church puts it this way he says something got a hold of me. I went to the meeting one night and my heart wasn't right. Whole lot of us show up and our heart ain't right. And we expect the supernatural with a hard heart with seeds that fall in the footpath. May I preach this? Seeds that fall by the wayside will never produce a harvest because it's not in the right place. I've got to preach this. So many of us are not in the right place with our hearts. Yes, our bodies are in the place, but our hearts are not right. Your heart has to be right, even if your body is not in the place. Get your heart right. I don't care how you dress, how you look. I don't care how you come to church. I can care less about your outfit. Come however you want. Folk get mad and say, Pastor, you saw how they were dressed? I said, I'm glad they were in the house. Wear whatever you want. Oh, I better not look at my mama. But wear your <laughs> biker shorts, tank tops, brown, purple, orange hair, no hair, 50 tattoos, 100 ear piercings. None of that matters to me. What matters to me is that when you show up, your heart's right. Because a whole lot of folk got no tattoos, no body piercing, but an evil heart. Get your heart right. Can I preach this? So verse 19 says, because our hearts weren't right, Here's what happens to the seed that fall on the footpath. 
that falls by the wayside, the enemy comes in. Jesus says the birds of the air that he later explains in verse 19 as Satan the enemy because your heart isn't right and your seed is lying on top of a hard heart. The enemy comes in and snatches the seed from you. And although you heard the word, the word didn't penetrate in your life. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say, speak, Lord. And then Jesus says, some fell on stony places. Some fell on shallow soil, shallow ground, where they did not have deep roots. Because the ground was shallow, listen to this, uh, it sprouted quickly, but it was in shallow soil. Everything you get quick is not always good for you. Some of us are so impatient. Everything that looks right is not always right. And because the soil was shallow, because there wasn't much depth in the ground, it could not take root. See, the oak trees, the big plants, go deep, and they wrap around a rock. First Corinthians tells us that rock is Jesus. And when the wind comes and the rain comes, they but they don't break but when you are shallow when you are a mile wide and an inch deep when all you do is come to church on Sunday morning but you don't have a devotion any other time in the week when the preacher has to read the word for you and you don't read yourself I told the church this morning, don't get offended, I, but I mean this in a good way. It makes no sense for someone not to read the word today. You can get it on your smartphone, on your iPad. You can put it in your, you check your Facebook all day long. I get sick and tired of being in meetings and people's Twitter and Facebook bing and goes off. And, and you need to do a little less Facebook checking and more in the Word. You can read the Word free. It's called version. Download it on your phone. And, and even when you're in the restaurant by yourself, read the Word. And You don't have to keep up with what Oprah is doing and what happened on Scandal and what Grey's Anatomy is doing and what all these other things are doing. I know what you are and what Greenleaf says and what's going on with, with Queen Sugar and all that. You know more about that kind of stuff. You know all the characters of Queen Sugar and Greenleaf and Scandal, but you only know one or two biblical characters. Why? Because your roots are not in deep soil. Preach, Pastor Jackson. You look holy. You look righteous, but you deny the power thereof. And you have no power. And the moment the sun comes up and the 
enemy pounces on you and the trials and tribulation comes in your life, the moment your money gets funny and your friends get strange, the moment you get laid off your job, the moment you can't pay your mortgage, you get so discouraged because some church folk hurt your feelings. You don't show up for a month. Shallow ground. You look good, but you can't take nothing. You cannot deal with adversity and hardships and heartaches. This is interpreted in verse 20 and 21. It says, since they do not have deep roots, they don't last long. You spring up quickly, but you fall away soon. And when the enemy gets on your nerve, you are no match for the devil. You cannot declare what Job declared. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You cannot take a licking and keep on ticking. You don't know how to praise God during hard times. You have to save your praise for your good days. But because you are shallow, you don't know how to give God a good praise on a bad day. Ah, because you are not deeply rooted, you have no word for you. Folk got to preach you happy. Francis and Tommy. Cedric and, and Janelle and all of them got to sing you happy. Your, your, your spiritual growth is determined by what other folk do to move you in a place. But you ought to have such a relationship with the Lord that if the praise team don't even show up, uh, if the preacher doesn't even come out of the office, you can open your own Bible and you can declare the word and you, you can say, I lift mine eyes towards the hills for with cometh my help. You can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. All good and perfect things come from the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. He can do exceedingly abundantly more than I can ask or think. Show up on Tuesday night and you're wondering why you can't take nothing. You're not deep enough. You're not wrapped around anything other than yourself. Can I preach? And then number three, some fell among thorns. And the thorns springed and choked out the tender plant. Uh, Jesus interprets this in verse 22, the New Living Translation. Jesus says the seed that fell among thorns represent those who hear God's word, but are all too quickly, the word is crowded out. Ooh by the worries of this life, by the desire for wealth and power. The thorns represent your own secular selfish ambition. The thorns represent your desire for a bigger house than a greater relationship with God. 
The thorns represent your desire for a better car than a better walk with the Lord. And because you are so obsessed with the cares of this world, the enemy knows how to get you. Although the word goes out, he allows the cares of this world. And you've got to be like everybody else. You want to dress better than everybody else and live better than everybody else because you are concerned about things that really should not matter as it relates to your relationship with the Lord. Every now and then, you've got to pray the prayer and allow things around you not to influence your relationship with God. And if you got to go by yourself, and if you got to uh, disassociate yourself with all your fake friends, do what you got to do to walk with the Lord. But do not allow the thorns of this world to choke out the life of God's word. Can I preach? I tell the Lord, all of us got problems. All of us got concerns. It wasn't too long ago, Sister Rose, Brother Chip, the devil thought he had me in some thorns. He began to choke out my anointing. I'm more worried about some things, about financial things and about other things, about what's going to happen here and there, the development across the street and all the meetings on that. And I found my anointing suffering until God reminded me, thanks you, Mother, that God always makes a way. And as soon as I let go, God stepped in. And God in the last two weeks has sent some supernatural blessings that I never knew where they were coming from. And God said, didn't I tell you I got discovered? Didn't I tell you you do what I want you to do and don't care about the cares of this world? Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Touch somebody say, God will make a way. Don't you allow the cares of your world that you live in to choke off the word that God sent. And then finally, as I prepare to take my seat, some fell on good ground. Ooh, can I get a witness? Because somebody said, neighbor, some fell on rich soil. Some fell on a good heart. Some fell on an ego spirit. Some fell with a grateful spirit. Some fell with a praising spirit. Some fell on good ground and although it didn't come up as fast and although it didn't come up overnight when it's on good ground you've got to wait on the Lord and be of good courage I feel like preaching I gotta get out of here look at your neighbor say neighbor when it's on good ground he may not come when you want him but he's on time it's underneath the ground <laughs>
and God is working it out underneath the surface. You can't see it, but God is working on it. Good ground, good ground, when it's on good ground. When the enemy comes your way, you can hold your head up high and say, hallelujah, anyhow. When it's on good ground, when the enemy comes in like a flood, Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against your enemy. When it's on good ground, you can work with demons and still have a praise. When it's on good ground, you can go through family situations and still have a praise. When it's on good ground, folk can get on your nerve, but you still know how to praise God. Somebody ought to take about 30 seconds, throw your head back, and say, Lord, good ground. Good ground, good ground, cross the highway, look at somebody's neighbor, good ground, good ground, good ground produces a good crop, good ground produces a good miracle, there's a miracle with your name on it. feel something I feel something you can lay hands on yourself and say by his stripes I'm already healed good ground you can speak it even if you don't see it good ground you can declare that God will make a way out of no way good ground look at somebody and say neighbor Get ready, because after a while, something good is coming out of this. Can I preach? May I preach? Should I preach? Something is about to happen in your life that will produce a crop. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get stand to your feet. I'm, I'm done. Get, get ready, get, get. Get ready. Get ready, get ready. Sooner or later, help me preach this. Encourage somebody, say sooner or later. Something good is coming out of this ground. Your child is about to be saved. Sooner or later, something blessed is coming out of this process. Can I get a witness? Sooner or later, tell your neighbor, get ready for the overflow. Get ready for what God has in store for you. Give him a praise. Give him your best praise. 
Good ground. Leave your seat. Meet me at the altar. Good ground. Good ground. Just hold on a little while longer. Just hold on a little while longer. I can see growth. I can see increase. I can see blessings. I see something coming out of the ground. May not happen this week. It may not happen next week. But I see God is about to do something in your life. Come on, by the way. Get ready. Help me preach this. Look at somebody say the enemy cannot have my seat because somebody say my friends cannot block my seat say haters cannot block my seat say demons cannot block my seat say God is I need you to encourage somebody say God is about to do something in your life that only God can do. Come on and give him a prayer. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You've got to thank God in advance. You've got to praise him in advance. Woo! That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Woo! Lift those hands all over this place. Listen, I invite you back on Tuesday night. We will expand on this even more so. Here's what God said in the preparation of this message. He said, the seed is all right. The question is, is the ground all right? The seed is all right. The question is, is your heart, is your heart all right? Is your heart receptive to the word of God? Pastor Donnie McClurkin writes this powerful song. It simply says, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit. Give me the words that will bring new life. <laughs> words on the wings of the morning. The dark night will fade away if you speak 
to my heart. Is anybody in here want God to speak to you? Speak to my heart. Holy Spirit. Message of love to encourage me. Lifting my heart from despair. How you love me. How you care for me. Speak. <laughs> Speak to my heart. Give me your holy word. If I can hear from you, then I'll know what to do. I won't go alone. I'll never go on my own. So just let your spirit guide. Let your word abide. Everybody lift those hands and say, speak. Speak to my heart. Come on, praise. Speak to my heart. Ah, yeah, yeah. Holy, holy, sing quiet. Give me sing. the word. Come on. That I want to pray for somebody here. Perhaps you don't always come to the altar, but you need God to send a word just for you. Come on. Make your way down the aisle. Just stay. Stand. Ah, yeah. Lord. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God is speaking. Just lift those hands. The word is going out. God is speaking. Message of love. Message of love. Put your hands right here on your heart. Give me your holy word. Yeah. If I can hear from you, uh, then I'll know what to do. Ooh. I won't go alone. Never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And let your word abide. Say. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> do it, Lord. Do if it. I can hear Send the word. Then I know what to do. I won't go alone. Never go by myself. 
Sometimes the seed falls on shallow soil. Sometimes the seed falls among thorns. But if you want a harvest, you want a blessing. It all depends on the condition of your heart when you hear the word of God. When you open your heart, and you receive the possibilities that can come through his word. God will do something in your life that only God can do. It begins with a relationship. Here's the challenge. Here's the question. Where are you with God? I know where you are with other folk. The question is, where are you with your relationship with God? You don't have to be perfect to make that commitment. Just a desire to walk closer with God. Why haven't you committed to something greater than yourself? Are you an example for your family? Because when your family sees you committed to something greater than yourself, they buy into that. Children not only do what they're told, they, they imitate what they see. And when the parents are worshipers, when the parent says, we are going to church on Sundays, we are committing to something greater than our own name, that makes an example. They open their heart for the word of God. God is about to do something as you close those eyes right now. God is about to do something. After we pray this prayer, if you're in here and you want to make that commitment, you want to join the church, if you want 
to recommit your life to the Lord. Amen. Our doors are open. The kingdom doors are open. Make that decision today. Tomorrow is not promised. I've been to too many funerals this year. In, 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 the, in the past two weeks of this month, Ooh, I don't know who's next, but just make sure your heart is right. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. Thank you for reminding us that the condition of our hearts determine whether or not we will have a blessed and a bountiful harvest. We're not allowing our seed to fall by the wayside where the enemy comes and snatch it away. We're not allowing our seed to fall in shallow ground where it springs up for a moment, but because it cannot endure the pressure of life, it withers away. We're not allowing our seed to fall among thorns. We're not going to be obsessed with the cares of this world. You will help us pay our bills. You will make a way out of nowhere. Jobs are already there, Lord. It is already done. We say thank you, Lord. Our seed will fall on good ground. Our hearts are open. Uh, our minds are receptive to what you have to say. Have your way, Lord. Speak, Lord. Somebody hears you right now. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. Those who know it is already done, say amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say good ground. Tell them good ground produces a good miracle. Come on, anyone want to make that commitment? You want to recommit your life to the Lord? You like to join the church? You, you let this be your day. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Someone else, look at God. Wherever you are, step out. Step out right now. This is your day. Look at God. God bless you. Speak, Lord. Give me a If I can't hear you, then I know what to do. Come on. Maybe there's someone else. God is calling you. God will make a way. Anyone else, this is your moment. This is your day. Amen. Put your hands together as we take it.
something. God told me to do this. I want everybody in here who is praying for a miracle with your body, sickness in your body. I just want you to quickly come to this altar right now, quickly before the benediction. Sing, Tommy. Amen. God is God. God, God just told me to do this. I just want to. Amen. We're not going to lay hands on you. We don't have to do that. God, I just want to speak a word of deliverance. Speak. You, you, you are praying for God to do something with your body. Look at God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about to speak this word. Never go That's right. I have to be obedient to God. I was prepared to, to just offer the benediction. God says, just hold on for a minute. He said, I want you to declare something on this third Sunday in January. This 21st day of January 2018. I want us to touch and agree that there will be some supernatural healings. And see, I, I don't know what you're going through. But I know that God is able. And so we all are touching and agreeing. Ooh. And your illness may be different from somebody else. But I know it is already done. God said, the effect of fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I don't know when it's going to happen. But we're getting ready to put the seed in the ground. Is that alright? We're getting ready to put the seed in the ground. In some good ground. And watch God. I saw what he did for you last year, Deacon Thomas Kennedy. I saw other miracles around here. And there's nothing too hard for God. Don't let the enemy tell you that, 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 that God can't do anything. Nothing is too hard for God. Multiple sclerosis, not too hard for God. Heart disease, not too hard for God. HIV AIDS, not too hard for God. Nothing is too hard. For God, can we plant the seed? We're getting ready to plant the seed. Everybody that's praying for a miracle, stretch forth your hands this way. Here we are, Lord. At the end of this worship service, planting a seed in good ground. We're planting a seed for a miracle for our bodies, for good health. Ah, we thank you for great physicians and doctors and and medical staff, uh, people, nurses, and all of those, they, they do all they could do. But now we're turning to you. <laughs> Have your way, Lord. Do what the doctors cannot do. <laughs> I just believe somewhere in this crowd is a medical miracle. You told me to do it, Lord. I've got to be obedient to your word. I'm planting the seed in the ground right now. Somebody's going to get this miracle and we say thank you thank you for what you've already done thank you for the faith to believe that even if we don't see it next week even if we don't see it next month we believe it can still happen 
because the seed is in the ground this is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ whose blood was shed so that we can be healed and redeemed in Jesus name in Jesus name somebody say in Jesus name amen amen may the Lord bless you may the Lord protect you may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace and the church said amen go in peace go in joy go believing that the seed is in the ground it's in the ground God bless you I can hear.